You are listening to the Outbreak Podcast Network, part of the Outbreak Entertainment family. I'm a blessing, I'm a vision. Gentlemen, good evening. It is Saturday. Yes, we are actually recording this now, and you'll be hearing it, well, now. But we recorded this about an hour ago. Welcome to the Outbreak MMA Podcast. Saturday night, fight night. What? I'm telling you, this is going to be fun. Well, yeah. Well, first off, all eight listeners that we have are in for a real treat this week. Because we missed last week. Because... Extremely busy. Well, we actually, we missed. We missed yesterday. Yeah, well, we're playing, that's why we're playing it today. My days are all messed up. That's okay. So, but you're this, all messed up. That's nothing new. The, the good news is, is that this day ends in Y, just like every other one. That's right. Yeah. We so we'll be doing actually. It's going to work out to be like almost like two this week. Um, in a way, kind of depending on how you look at it. But let's jump right in because, quite honestly, I really want to see the fights tonight. Yes. And they start in a half an hour, and I know we're going to run a little bit over that, so let's get this done. This is with some prelims, that's all. So, uh, UFC was in Abu Dhabi uh, last weekend for UFC 242. With ring girls that had Abu Dhabis, yes. Yes. Some beautiful Abu Dhabis. Beautiful. Yes, and that was the one thing we talked about was we were wondering how how they would end up dressing and what have you because when the WWE's gone to... um, you know, the, the Middle East in the past, uh, one, they really didn't bring women in. And when they did, they were pretty much covered head to toe. So we were wondering if that was going to be the same issue with UFC. And it actually wasn't, um, which is good because that would interfere with them fighting. But they even allowed the ring girls, which is interesting because it came out this week that Melbourne, Australia does not want the ring well, girls. Well, wait, 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 wait. They don't want no thunder down under? Yeah, they, they're afraid of the thunder down under. I, I don't, there, there's a, a woman congressman in Australia who has made it uh, her personal crusade to end this you know, idea of making women sex objects. And I'm going, it's not a matter of being a sex object. Everybody likes movies. If I was UFC in that case, I would, I would bring in, even though they fired Elias Theodoro um, as far as a fighter goes... He still is a, uh, I don't know what they call him, a ring boy, whatever. He, he, he walks around with the cards in Invicta. So they have ring girls, but they also have Lies Theodoro as well for eye candy for the women that are there. And bring him in. That way you have a mixture of both. Make everybody happy. You know? Um, I don't know if that would make this lady in Australia happy. But Probably not, but you know, I, I don't care what makes her happy. We'll worry about that after that card. You know, you're saying this about it with, um, with Abu Dhabi. Now, they weren't in the country proper. They were on a private island, were they not? Yeah, I 
believe it was was a Sass Island or something. It, it, I know it was a man-made. It's island. not in the main city, right? And that was the that's right. the loophole on that whole thing, right. which got passed, which is which a could, good thing for people like us, which very well could be advantageous for anything that happens in Abu Dhabi, whether that be concerts, MMA, wrestling. Getting on that island gives you an open door to more aspects that could you wouldn't see in the confines of the city limits. Well, and it's interesting you mentioned that because the night before UFC 242, they had the Red Hot Chili Peppers playing. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers is not exactly a conservative band. <laughs> I mean, you had Flea jumping around with, with, with a sock over his junk for years. They know? were all jumping around with a sock over their junk and nothing else. Was all of them? I, I, I was never a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. No, neither was I, but they made that particular situation media heavy. Yeah. So, in um, any case, Abu Dhabi, you know, let's, let's get back on track because we want to see our shows, our, our fights tonight. The show in Abu Dhabi, I have to admit, I was very impressed definitely with the, with the main card. Some of the guys on the, on the undercard you know, in the prelims were, were good, but, man, I know we'll talk about it, but Khabib almost lost this one. Um, he it was close. <laughs> Give okay. credit where it's due. He's badass, and he, he fought through. But man, that, <laughs> he was in the middle, he was in the middle of a choke for a better part of forty five seconds. Yeah, and but, fought his way out of it though. Khabib, I, I, I disagree that he almost lost it. I do agree. I do agree though that the guillotine choke that, that Poirier hooked on him was tight. It was under the chin. And Khabib definitely felt it. I don't think that Khabib was at any risk of losing that fight, though. Um, I do disagree with that. I, I, I just he was not going to tap out. The only way the only way that you were going to see Poirier win that is if Khabib passed out. Um, well, I didn't say he, Khabib was going to submit. I just uh, said well, he, he almost out. lost it. He, <laughs> he was definitely in danger um, for a moment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long moment. <laughs> But, but again, if, if you look at it, and, and this was one thing, and, and we all watched this, and, and the one thing I kept on bitching about when we were watching it was every single time that Khabib shot in, Poirier went for that guillotine. And almost every single time, Khabib reversed it and mm -hmm. put Poirier in trouble. Right. And oh, yeah. Like, look, you got it. And, and, and a lot of that is because Poirier is more of a striker. He's not as much of a, a grappler as, as Khabib is. And that's his go-to. And it's been his go-to. Whenever anybody shoots on Emporia, he goes for that guillotine. And sometimes it works. With Khabib, though, you got to be a little bit more more tricky than that. Yeah, uh, think outside the box. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Khabib won it. Um, uh, and convincingly, I mean, but over, overall, good fight though. If yeah, and Poirier has fight. absolutely nothing to hang his head on. Now, I mean, I know he was upset with himself for losing. Uh, I know some people were giving him a hard time because he lost, and I'm uh, looking at those people. Get a life, or please just you know, know 86 yourself because you you're too stupid to be sharing my oxygen. Nobody, he put up too good of a fight. Nobody, nobody should, nobody should should get down at Poirier for that fight at all. Um, Especially Poirier. No, no, <laughs> he he fought a great fight, and actually, in my opinion, just watching the fight, I thought he did a better job than McGregor did. McGregor fought him, even though. Poirier ended up, you know, losing the fight in the third round, and McGregor went four rounds with Khabib. I still thought that Poirier actually fought a better fight than McGregor. Poirier put on three rounds of a hell of a lot more fighting than Conor McGregor did. 
Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, I agree with that. So. Now, um, I, again, I, I will we'll jump to, to, to the to the coming, which was uh, Felder versus Barboza. And that, and that actually, uh, there's there's been a big stink raised about that because two of those judges, if I'm not, not mistaken, uh, put it 30-27 for, for Felder. The other one was was uh, 28, uh, 29 28 Yeah. Which is how, which, which again, <clears throat> excuse me, I had it scored, uh, uh, me personally, when I was scoring, I had two rounds to, to one for Barboza. Was very close. Fact, I think everybody else had it uh, that way for Barboza, including Barboza. Nobody, and I do mean nobody, was in more of a shock when they announced Felder winning that than Barboza was. No, well, <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, you, even if you look at Felder, I think even Felder was surprised. And Felder and, was surprised, but I think he was too tired to really feel it. But Barboza would just. <laughs> but. Um, I, and I remember saying to you guys, "Don't be surprised if this ends." And you know, went, went, you know, right after the fight, but before they announced the, the the winner, I said, "Don't be surprised if it ends in a draw," because and we were cool with that. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was a very, very close fight. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't even mind it if Felder actually would have won if the scoring thirty twenty seven. No way. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, James. James is holding up a coin because he picked his winners by flipping a coin. Oh, yeah, which yeah. means he didn't pick his win. winners. I win. Yeah, he won that one. He did. He did. The, the coin determined it correctly. Uh, but uh, Barboza, his team is 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 pretty furious about the results, and I, I don't think. I, I think if the scoring would have been a little closer, he he might not have taken the drastic step of of. I mean, he's he's appealing the decision, um, and that typically does not bode well. For fighters, when they appeal a decision uh, that the judges make, uh, so I mean, again, it, it was it was a very close fight. Uh, I don't think I would I would appeal the decision. Instead, I would ask for a rematch, and that and then look, you got them each at one fight apiece. Have a trilogy. Yep. And, and I think that fight was good enough where people would want to. Oh see yeah, it. it was definitely good enough. I, I I would just go. I would pay the money to see it again, but uh, I can understand him. Making the appeal, um, it's just one of those things. It's just not right. If, yeah. if, if they just said 29-28, all three cards, and gave it to Felder, I think Barboza would have been shocked, but he just nodded and said, okay. Okay, I, you know, they didn't let it go. But it was so skewed on two of those cards, he's going, no, somebody's paid off. No, and, and well, and I can I, understand that that was the attitude he took. I, I, yeah, I don't think anybody necessarily was paid off, but I mean, because you never want to think that. Uh, but I, I I've been watching boxing for years. Of course, I think that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but, but, but again, I, I, I do, I do disagree that that the scoring was was off. It was way so. too off. Um, where's the down button? Well, it, you know, there. Now you should be able to get the down button. Oh, there it is. It's just going cursor wise. Uh, okay, so, so sorry, sorry guys. I am techni tech, tech, technically in. He's being today. technologically challenged today, and I'm uh, trying to fix it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> now, now you, uh, you know, we we jumped off of Khabib before something came up. Mm -hmm. You had said to me he almost didn't make weight. All right, the the what was going around it, and again, this came from Arahuani and and. ESPN in general, is that one of the concerns, well, there was two main concerns on Khabib. One being uh, his weight, 
and Khabib has had issues in the past with weight. Um, so I, I can see that being a problem. He, I, I didn't think he looked all that great, the official weigh-ins. I, I thought he looked really thin. Uh, but again, I, I only seen a small clip of it. So, but what was the temperature out there? Uh, <laughs> Range between uh, ninety five and felt like over one hundred and fifteen degrees at yeah. times. Yeah. But it's a dry heat. Dry heat, my ass. <laughs> 115 degrees. Is it? I don't care if it's dry heat or not. Um, no, actually, and that's one of those things. Having gone to Vegas as many times as I had, the dry heat, for me, I prefer a dry heat to the humid you, heat that you, you have here in Florida. You say dry heat, but they're in the middle of an island surrounded by water. There's some humidity. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Well, and again, when WWE went there, they made the comment that, look, that, that was their only complaint when they went there is, it's effing hot. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triple, Triple H lost so much weight, he became Double H. It, yeah. and, and, wow. And again, a lot of the fighters were actually making that comment that it was hot. Um, in, in the arena, they just turned the air conditioning on the night before for the uh, for the concert with the with the Chili Peppers. The arena is not completely done. you got to understand, they didn't start building this arena until two months before mm -hmm. the fight. It's only partially done. Uh, not even the... Full roof is completed yet? No, yeah, so that, that was a little weird. I, practically I outdoors. Practically outdoors. Yeah, and and I mean the UFC's done that when they when they when they fought over in the Middle East, they've done that. As a matter of fact, there was one time it actually was an open air stadium they did it in. So it's not like it's unusual, but a lot of those fighters aren't fighting for the UFC anymore. A lot of these younger kids aren't necessarily used to that unless they've done training in like Thailand or something like that where it does get that hot. Mm -hmm. um, and this is going to be an annual deal now. Am I yeah. correct? And mm -hmm. this, it was brought upon that Khabib was the first main event to headline in Abu Dhabi. Khabib was a deal breaker, actually. Um, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they have a deal for five years. Uh, they're supposed to run there, I believe, it, it, it's at least once a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and the deal breaker to, to sign that deal was Khabib. Khabib had the main event at this show for, for them to even agree to this deal. Okay. Uh, and, and which they did. They delivered on it. And and I thought I mean overall the card was was, was really well. I, yeah. I, yeah, I I was happy with it. I'm interested to see what the buy rates for for the United States were for it. Mm -hmm. I know in Russia, I believe they said twenty percent of the population in Russia uh, was watching this. Uh, which so, doesn't surprise me. So let, let's put this into logistics here. Russia is practically the largest country in the northern hemisphere, and twenty percent of that—that's about equal to most of Canada. It was huge. Yeah, it, it was huge. And and if anything, it 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 kind of lit even more of a fire of going back to Russia. It's a good payday right there. Um, mm -hmm. And and so that's I mean I mean really the UFC's smart they're expanding their market so it was a good deal uh, all around. Well, uh, that brings us to the question now. Khabib had the main event, that was their deal. Mm -hmm. He won. He beat Poirier. Though I was hoping Poirier would actually upend him. It would have been great for the talk show. Well, now let's let's pull Goldberg. Who's next? I. Uh, this week has been filled with drama, actually. Oh, yeah, they're devil. And that's why, I, again, my, my production notes suck this week. 
uh, because it things have changed so rapidly. Yeah, we're going left, right, center, around the twist. Come on, man. It's, it's because so many things change. Okay, initially, the the deal was if Khabib wins, the general thinking and feeling from everybody was that Tony Ferguson would be next. Tony Ferguson hasn't lost a fight in twelve fights. Uh, he's been he, he's been scheduled to fight Khabib a number of times, and because of injuries and what have you, there is perfect at one point. Uh, Dana White said he he would never make the fight again. But at this point, you almost have to. And Dana White said, if Ferguson is ready to go, he's next. Yes, he did. And even in the post-fight press conference, Ferguson was thought to be next in line. But this week, Khabib's manager, Ali, has insisted that the only person that Khabib will fight is GSP. What they want to do is they want to fight GSP versus Khabib next in, in Africa? Africa. It wasn't ever. I did see to that be, to be to be a charity a charity fight where all the money would go towards helping uh, with fresh water. Yeah, water like supply that. for those people. I Khabib's commendable. Done, Khabib's done that before. He's he's gone to certain areas of Africa and, and, and areas of the country to help. Incredibly commendable. He does a lot of charity work, and I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's a great idea for for next. I think you're 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 totally ripping off Tony Ferguson if you do that. Um, well, here here's a a, a counter argument at that. Ferguson's had how many shots, and it's always fallen through, and he's talked an enormous amount of trash, and then when it came time, it didn't happen. So what? So he's you know I can see Khabib going okay here this jackass again. Let me give you, let take GSP. Let me do it for charity. Let me not only make the money, but do it for something I'm worth. And Ferguson actually, for once, actually gets off his ass and does the job. Well, then I'll consider it. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. Um, How many times has Ferguson failed to meet the. What happened the last time GSP won a title? Oh, I don't remember. You, I, yeah. I, I, are you sure? He, he beat Bisping for a title. You know what happened right after that? He retired. You don't want that to happen. Ferguson's going to continue to fight. I actually think Ferguson will come through. He'll do the fight. It makes more sense to not give that fight to Ferguson as a travesty. I, I Ferguson deserves that fight. We can go back and forth on it. So we just have to agree to disagree. Exactly. So that being said, Poirier actually went and he and he kind of challenged McGregor. He kind of threw the challenge out to McGregor because he did face McGregor before and he lost. But that was before Poirier was more skilled as he is now. I think the fight would definitely be different now. Um, and yeah. I would like to see that. McGregor blew it off like, hey, you know, you've lost so many fights, blah, blah, blah. You know, McGregor was being McGregor. McGregor still really wants to face Khabib, which I don't see happening. Um, Explain something to me. You know, the whole McGregor-Poirier thing, and I agree. I think Poirier and McGregor would be a good fight, and I think there's going to be a different outcome. Doesn't matter who wins, I think it'll be a the fight will be different than previously. But what was Askarin jumping in on this for? It's been Askarin. I, 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 what does it matter? It's Ben Askren. Did, did, did that need his head rattle his brain completely loose? No, Ben Askren stirs the pot whenever he can. That's just how that's that's who he is. Okay, if I get my ass kicked in under ten seconds, I don't. Talk trash, especially if it's not somebody I'm fighting against. Ah, it's better ass, right? 
What? What the hell? You gotta sit back and you gotta laugh. It's Ben Askren. Um, he's got a fight with Damian Maya coming up anyway. So uh, now. McGregor still really wants to face Khabib, who insists he has no interest in fighting McGregor at all, and I can't really blame him. No, you threw a, you threw a, a, a two-wheel dolly through the bus window. No, I, I don't Ma need to deal with you. McGregor at this point, at this point, McGregor right now really doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. He's pissed so many people off. Yes, will he draw? Yes, of course. He's McGregor. He's still going to draw. And we're still going to avoid going out to watch the fights with McGregor because... I hate being around. I wonder if we can get a private booth. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, but maybe if we were willing to do one of a podcast from there prior to the fight, maybe they'll give us a private room. They don't have private room. They can just give us the whole stinking game room and keep everybody else out. Give us a dressing room. Uh, but, so at any rate, um, you got to look at You're both looking at me like that. Just let it go. The, I... Uh, just let it go. Just let me say what I want and we'll let it go. All right, like so you got to look at who, who, who's up for face McGregor. Um, odds are it's either going to be Poirier or the winner of the Gaethje versus uh, Cerrone fight tonight. Uh, and and honestly, I would, as much as I'd love to see Poirier face him, honestly, the one I'd like to really see face McGregor would be Holloway. And Holloway, you know, again, when he was asked about it, Holloway was like, hey, it is what it is. If they make the fight, let's do it. If not, okay, fine. You know, Holloway's got a title. He doesn't have anything to worry about. McGregor's the one that's got to prove himself again. Um, it's looking like he's either going to face Poirier or more more likely he's going to face the winner of Gaethje versus Cerrone United. Didn't Edgar call out um, McGregor as well? A lot of people called out McGregor because he slapped around an old man. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think Barbosa did. No, no, no. I, I thought Edgar... Oh, you're talking about Frankie Edgar. Yeah, yeah. No, Frankie Edgar definitely did. Okay. Frankie Edgar definitely did. Um, I, I I thought that would be a worthwhile fight. I think it would be too. And I, I again, here's the thing with McGregor. I, I just he has to earn his way back. Um, he's fallen out of favor with a lot of fans. Yes, there's still going to be some fans that are going to, you know, when and and let's look at this I, I hate to put this in wrestling terms but we almost have to because in a way it, it, it kind of falls in the same vein Khabib after Khabib launched himself out of that cage and went after Dylan Dennis when he faced McGregor he was and, and they, they it was openly said uh, on, on ESPN and other things UFC now has their top heel in, in, in Khabib oh yeah Khabib's not the top heel anymore now McGregor, McGregor's, McGregor's the heel, man. McGregor's the, the the guy that nobody really wants to take seriously anymore. Oh, I thought the one that the biggest heel was that idiot Covington. Okay, well, there's a difference between the heel that McGregor is and the heel that Covington is, and that's called what we used to call X Pac heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get to Covington in a minute. Um, We'll get to Covington in a minute. Why don't we take a real, a real quick break? Um, yeah, because we, we got to go over some of our plans for uh, for October 12th, man. It's four weeks away, and we're there live, baby, in Tampa. <laughs> we got to take a break. We got to take a break. Um, and then we'll come right back and hopefully kind of round this up. Cool. If you're like me and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. 
One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Outbreak MMA podcast. We're practically live. I mean, we're only an hour out. Yeah, we're just doing we're doing pre-fight show here. We're doing yes. last minute, and we're trying to whip it out. Look, no, okay. we're keep trying to get this it, done as fast as you don't put want to be whipping out anything. Put that thing away. Where, 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 where is your wife? She can try and keep control of you, maybe. Damn. Okay. You know what it is? I'm trying to get Blue Chew as a sponsor. But you can't get into their DMs, can you? No, I already warned. <laughs> anyway, um, but <laughs> oh man, we were I, we were we were getting ready to talk about. It. I mentioned Covington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what the heck happened that whole Usman Covington okay, deal? This is where a lot of the drama this week in the UFC came from. Uh, initially, Usman and Covington was likely to happen November second at Madison Square Garden. So they started negotiations on, on the fight. Okay. And they started with Covington first because Usman already said anytime, anywhere. Usman usually has been, at least from my understanding, has been easy to deal with when it comes to negotiations. Covington was a pain in the ass. It got to the point where Dana White even publicly said, you know what, I'm done dealing with Covington. So Covington was off the table. Yeah, but wait, so, since when can we actually take anything Dana White says for real? You have to trust him because he's the only connection to the UFC that will confirm something. Yeah, I know. So you have to take what he says at face value um, until something comes out. I mean, I mean, look, he's a promoter, all promoters. I don't care if you're, you know, if, if you're Barnum and Bailey, whatever. All promoters are going to, you know, they're a liar and a cheat, and if they're not kissing babies, they're stealing their lollipops. Look, they're, trying, they're trying to separate the marks from their money. That's that's what a promoter does. To be fair, though, I mean, again, like I said, you got to take Dana White face value for what he says. So, jokes aside, you're table. right. He said at that point he, he's done dealing with Covington. So I don't know where Covington stands at this point as far as UFC goes. Now, supposedly, again, one of the things that got out, and I don't know if this is true, was that he wanted the fight to be in in Washington D.C. They've got they've and I forgot what date that was, but they've got a date coming up in D.C. Again, that goes along with his relationship with with. You said something a moment ago that you said that usually Usman is very easy to deal with. Now that that sets a precedent. What what happened? Because when you say he usually is easy, easy to deal with, what happened with Usman? Did something go bad? Did something go south on him? Uh, yeah. Uh, Usman, I guess, was a pain in the ass to deal with to get this contract done, and because it was gonna, because they they were gonna give Mosfet all the fun, and. I don't know what happened with that. I guess that got scrapped because Usman just they couldn't come to an agreement. So then they called Diaz, and Diaz is like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it, but it's got to be for the 
uh, for, for the BMF yeah, yeah. title. You guys can figure out what BMF stands for. So November well, is mofo. Bad mama jamma. So 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 November second in Madison Square Garden, it's going to be Diaz versus Masvidal for the BMF title, which appears to be a title that's going to be made by UFC. Uh, and from and, and again, but weren't we of, calling for that title a year a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, no, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago because right after Diaz's fight, he mentioned it. He mentioned it. So, so, and and now it's going to happen. Now, I have no idea how this is going to go. I personally, I'm against just making up a title. This, this is getting too much days of our lives for for me here. But 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 think about this though. We also said that UFC does not like having a pay per view main evented. Buy, buy a match that's not for a title. Well, they got one now. So they made now, a title to make it worthwhile. Yes. So we'll move forward. We'll Please do. I don't um, want to hear any more about that monkey. Tonight, <laughs> tonight, Cain Velasquez is wrestling for Triple A. Um, the the Com- it's a Mexican promotion. Bingley up in New York in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So this is this the second out of his three fight run for Triple A. Um, there has been talk about him going to WWE. There's been talk about him going to AEW. Um, I do know that WWE is serious about bringing Cain Velasquez in. I do know they've been talking to him um, fairly frequently. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I would say that if WWE would agree to a contract that will allow him to fight out, because I, I think, it, I might be wrong on the number, but I think Velasquez has three more UFC fights on his contract. If WWE will agree to allow him to fight out the three fights on his contract while he's still wrestling, which I don't see there being a problem, they've done it with Brock, uh, I, I, I don't see there being a problem with that, then I think you actually might see him go to WWE. There's more stability, there's more longevity. Let, let's face facts, AEW, as great as they may be or may not be, depending on how you look at it, the fact is, you don't know what, what their longevity is going to be. WWE has been a mainstay for, for decades. He's going to have more stability and more longevity. And he's also, I, I have to assume that Velasquez is going to look at how they took care of Rousey. They're going to see they took care of her the right way. And he would go to WWE. He really loves wrestling. As a matter of fact, he pulled off a Hurricane Rana at the one in Mexico. And what a lot of people don't realize is their agent was Conan. Uh, and they walked through the match at a time to see what, what Kane could do. What he couldn't do, they asked him to pull off a hurricanrana. He's seen somebody do it a couple times. He's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'll try it," and he pulled it off. I guess they worked out like three, four times. He picked it up that quick, and Conan's like, "Good, now you're putting it in the match tonight." Now, no agent will typically put something that you just learned that day in a match that that is dangerous like that because a hurricanrana is a dangerous move. Yeah, well, you know, if you mess up, you can break someone's neck very easily. If you mess up, you can break your own neck. Yes. So, again, uh, I, hopefully everything goes well. Came Velasquez. I'd love to see him in WWE. Um, I'd love to see him in WWE because well, I think he'll be wrestling. You, he, he went to the the training center. Yeah. And he was outworking most of the trainees. I mean, while they're puking, he's going, "What's next?" Well, that's Norman Smiley. Right off the bat, is like. Screaming Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley's the one that actually worked with him and in, in, in Star Training. He's training now. Forgot where he's training. It's out of California. But he's training out uh, out in California right now. Uh, but Norman Smiley kind of taught him the ropes and stuff like that when he went to the training center. Well, and cardio wise, he's just on a whole nother level. level. Um, there's there's just again, and that goes for most most UFC fighters. So, uh, or most MMA fighters in general. 
Hey, you know, we're going to close on time. It's, yes. we, hey, what do we got tonight? We got, uh, so, we got fights tonight. Who we got on the card? Yes. We've, actually, do I got to pull that up? Yeah, please. Well, while you're I'll pulling that up, you go ahead and tell me what we got going on. All right, well, the main event's going to be uh, 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 Gaethje versus uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Um, you've got two guys that will stand and bang with no problem. Uh, earlier in the week, many people were picking Gaethje right off the bat to win this fight. Then towards the end of the week, a lot of people tended to shift towards, ah, maybe Cerrone can pull this off. Now, here's the interesting thing to note about Gaethje. Gaethje has a wrestling background that he typically does not use, um, and that's been one of the biggest complaints about Gaethje. Um, I will also say that Gaethje, if you listen to interviews when he first started in the UFC, and then you listen to interviews with him now, uh, you can almost hear some slurring in his speech. That almost implies that he's taken a few too many headshots. Um, the one interesting thing with Gaethje is he's absorbed more strikes than he's dished out. Um, so he'll take more punishment than he usually dishes out. But when he does dish out punishment, he hits and he hits hard. Um, again, <clears throat> I think that I don't think it's going to go the full five rounds. Uh, I actually think Cerrone's going to win as long as he doesn't. As long as he doesn't have the same incident he had with Ferguson, where you know he ends up messing up his nose and then blowing his nose and his eyes kind of blow up, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, there's some other interesting fights on the card as well. Do you want to talk about Cerrone Gaethje what? before I go on? I, 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 I'm still looking at that poster, going, "That's badass." Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. I, you you know how I am about the U.S. I I know you are. It's just... <clears throat> the thing is, you're you're saying that the whole thing with uh, I want I like Cerrone. I just something about the guy. I like him. I want to see him win. But there are sometimes you look at him going, man, I want you to win, but I don't see it happening. Um, okay, I, I, that's fair. I can't really argue that. I mean, again, no matter who. No matter who you pick with this one, it's really difficult to argue that fact because they really are evenly matched. Uh, you know, again, and 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 Matt Sarah says this all the time, and he's right. Styles make matchups. You know, styles make for good fights, and and that's that comes into play here. So, what in the blue blaze is this computer doing to me? You jinxed me, man. No, I didn't jinx you. Uh, but I will tell you, somebody else that's actually coming back tonight, which I'm very excited for because I'm a big fan of his. Um, <clears throat> don't be surprised if that gets borrowed for a future flyer. Um, <laughs> but Dave, yeah, we'll 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 okay, yeah, we'll we'll start with this. Uh, you got uh, Misha Serkinov for Jimmy Crute, the brute. <laughs> um, you want you want to you want to talk about that? or You want me to do it first? I'll let you go. We're not really making picks. It's more like talking about what fights we're looking for. I look forward to Jimmy Crute. He uh he, he debuted in uh uh Dana White uh, uh the, the, the contender, contender series. series. Uh, he did a really good job. Um, put on a hell of a performance. Uh, but you know, and, and he's he's ten and zero. Uh, off yeah. uh isn't a bad fighter. Uh, but I don't. I, I think Jimmy Crute's gonna gonna take this one. Um, you know, it, it, when you look at them, you know, they're both in phenomenal shape, which doesn't surprise anybody. Um, while uh, 
Sirkinov, is that how it's pronounced? Hi, you know me. I'm well, like yeah, every once in a while, I'm just pronouncing this. Anyway, Misha. <laughs> uh, he's got the advantage in height and reach, uh, a little bit in the leg reach. He, he's taken a few losses, so he understands what it takes to win and what you know mess ups you can have to lose. But uh, it's one of those things. Crude is is young, he's aggressive, and well, unfortunately, I think he's going to get it. So wouldn't surprise. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't you know rule Misha out either. Right? It's, it's one of the, it wouldn't surprise me if he won. No, but I, uh, I think I think most people are are going for for Crude, and uh, that's just the way things are going to go. Okay, fair enough. All right, next is uh, Uriah Hall versus Antonio Carlos Jr. or Shoeface. Shoeface? Yeah, that's that's what they call him. They call him Shoeface. Do I even want to know? You know what? I, I don't even know why they call him Shoeface. But they call him Shoeface. Why? Because his, his facial skin is as tough as leather? I mean, come on now. Uh, I don't know. All right. I'm a huge Uriah Hall fan. I really want to see Uriah Hall win this. Wait, wait, wait. Um, if we had to pick, would you pick Uriah Hall? Uh, okay. Here, here. Answer my question first, smart ass. Whenever, whenever I pick against Uriah Hall, yes. he wins. Whenever I pick Uriah Hall, he loses. Right. So I'm in a no-win situation, man. I know that. I, pick here. I know that. I would pick, you know, Antonio Carlos Jr. to win because I honestly do think that he's he's the better fighter. Okay, that means Jimmy, when we go on the streak tonight, we got to go ahead and get pick Uriah Hall. He'll actually get this win. But 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 again, it's one of those things. Whenever whenever you know, I want to see Uriah Hall win. I'm a big fan of Uriah. I know you want to see him win, but I said, would you pick him to win? No. If you had to put money on it, would you put Uriah Hall to win? I wouldn't bet on this one. I wouldn't bet on this one. Because no matter what, I'm wrong. So if somebody puts a gun to your head... Let's not joke about that. All right. No, you, you, wait, wait, you, you've seen the movie uh, Couples Retreat, right? I, man, let's focus on the fights. <laughs> I, want, we're, I know, we're missing fights at this point. We're missing some friendlies. Okay. Uh, again, Uriah Hall is one of those ones. If you pick Uriah Hall, I know full well just to you know bet against him. It's no. just because that's just the way life goes with you. So I, when you're that topsy turvy, it's like, yeah, okay, that means you got a good shot for your eye hole winning it. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it happens. It's, I, I do know a bookie. I can get it in last minute. Just let me know. Was I believe it's pronounced Michelle Pierre. Uh, Michael Pereira. Uh, versus uh, Tristan, Tristan Connolly. That's easy. Um, I wonder if he has a relation to my buddy Bobby. Never mind. I'll, I'll admit, I honestly have not watched enough of either of these fighters to really say. If I had to pick one, it would end up being Piera because I actually have seen him fight a couple times. Mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing Connolly fight ever. Um, I can't I, even tell you his record. <clears throat> No, they don't have it on there. I, I honestly don't recall seeing him fight before. I'm looking at him. I, I, I'm trying to remember the name. So I, I, I would end up going up here only for the fact that I've seen him fight before. Yeah. And I, I know he's a, he's a tough kid. So, and so um, you know, the people betting on Connolly either know something or they, they're betting on the dark horse. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I have to go with Pereira as well because again, I, I don't, I know nothing of Connolly. I mean, here's the thing: he's got, he's got zero reach and zero leg reach. I mean, at that point, he's yeah, like, okay, it's like a T-Rex. He's got a big head and little arms. I mean, Danielle's gonna pick him because he's like a T-Rex. All right, this is awesome. You got Todd Duffy coming back after I believe it was a it was either a two or four year layoff. Uh, he took time off. Um, he wasn't happy with the contract negotiations. He wasn't happy with the coverage from the media. And he got him facing Jeff Hughes. Um, Jeff Hughes, I actually like as a fighter a lot, uh, but. You got Todd Duffy coming back. I just, I, I think he's he's going to be too pumped. I don't <clears> see Todd Duffy losing this. Well, one here it is. Duffy all. looks like he's in better shape anyway. Well, yeah, yeah I did well. And well, the camera, the camera, the camera adds fifteen pounds. That's why Jeff Hughes looks a little chunky, fluffy. Yeah, like a marshmallow with tattoos. <laughs> You're coming off a four-year. Sabbatical. I think it was. I, it might have only been two, but I think it was four years. If you're coming off a two-year sabbatical, you're coming back after that two-year layoff. If you think that he's not coming back in top form, is why would you make the comeback if you were going to come back top form? I would have to go with Duffy. Yeah. No. And, and I, I, it's going to inject new life in, into the weight division. Now here's one of your favorites. Okay. I know that the Sarah. I. I. Okay. Look. Krylov is 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 an intense fighter. He's a, he's a really good fighter. I cannot go against Glover to to, to Hera. I just can't do it. I, I I I'm a huge Glover fan. Uh, and besides the fact of him being a hell of a nice guy, he's a hell of a fighter. He's winding down his career as well. Um, he's been around for a while. Uh, I I just I, I can't. I, I really see that he's. He, I I feel that he's going to do it. Now you said he's winding down his career. He's getting older, man. But we, well, I know that. He's getting up there. He's not like you know me old, but he's he's getting up there. He's look, not like you old. Look, just because Jesus signed your yearbook. He signed yours. And, first. and no, Moses signed mine. <laughs> <laughs> And Jimmy's over here shaking his head going, no, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no complaints about being 40 any longer. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, you still have more hair than both of us, even if Marks is longer. Yeah, but I, I, I just, I, I got to pick Glover. Uh, I, you wouldn't pick against Teixeira if, if his life depended on it. I, I know that. No. Uh, but the thing is, with him coming to the tail end of his career, is he... You know, does it, is it still in, in the, the the fight really in him, or is he doing it to take on fights to just? No, I I think the fight's still in him. Okay, I, I think the fight's still in him. I, I I really do. But then we we come to the one that this is the one for it all. Yeah, and and again, here's the thing: both these guys, you have to you have to look at it this way. Their mindset going into this is a little bit different. Cerrone's going into this. He at this point, it's not so much about titles for him. And he said so. I believe it was on UFC Destin that's on ESPN or uh, uh, ESPN Plus. He even said it. it's not so much about titles for him. It's about leaving a legacy for his son. So that's a really strong motivation. Now with Gaethje, with Gaethje, it is about titles. 
he wants he he wants a title shot and well, and he wants to win a title. So and both of which are very strong motivations for these guys. Here's the thing that I look at. Uh, Cowboy has been as low as you can get living out of his truck. Yep. He has paid, you know, all the dues you could possibly ask for him to pay. And he's finally on the receiving end of everything that he's put his his blood, sweat, tears, heart and soul in. Here's the thing. For for the for the folks out there that have ESPN Plus, go and watch the uh, 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 the Destin series that that's about Cerrone uh, and Gaethje. And watch how Cerrone lives his day-to-day life. He literally does run a farm. I mean, he's you see him, and you see the house that he's living in. It's not a big mansion or anything like that. No, it keeps him humble. He, Yeah, and he's not... It keeps him humble, keeps him grounded. I mean, he's making money now. So it's not, it's not like before where he wasn't making money. He's making money now. But now it's not about him. It's about his kid. Right. It's about it's about and, and and his training is a little bit different too. Where you have guys sometimes going in there and, and doing like five different sessions of training within a day. You have Cerrone, he might go in there for a session or two, and then he goes out <coughs> excuse me. Then he goes out and he and he has fun. I mean he'll go out, he'll start shooting, you know, shooting uh, uh, clay targets, or he'll go fishing, or he'll go But like uh, you said, he's running a farm. Yeah, I mean, he is. He, he went out there, he was feeding the cows and the horses and everything, and, and, and it's good to see someone humble. Have you ever tried that. baling hay? Yeah, believe it or not, yes, I actually, my, my, my dad actually had a farm in one place. And, and you realize the mistake that was. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's I, I stepped in. in, in, in yeah, 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 okay, go ahead. But but yeah no yeah well your grandfather and my father were from that same generation you know full well what is like oh yeah go out there and chop wood oh, yeah. I gotta do what <laughs> no the winner of this fight though uh, like I said most likely is going to end up having a shot at, at McGregor um, they both are looking at this as more of just like a uh, all right we're gonna do this fight. When to face McGregor, whoever wins between us and McGregor is going to get a title shot. That's how they're both going into it, looking at it. The interesting thing about this fight is, and I know you want to say something real quick. Let me just get Go this ahead. out before I forget. Um, Gaethje and Cerrone are really good friends. As a matter of fact, when the, when the fight was offered to Gaethje, the very first person he called was Cerrone saying, Hey, look, I just got offered this fight. I want to take it. Are you willing to do it? Because then I'll take it, and then you know that way you're hearing it from me and not through the media first. So they're good enough friends where they they talk about this ahead of time. Um, so who wants it more? I, in my opinion, I, I actually I, I want to see I, I want to see Cerrone win. I think so do Cer- I. I think Cerrone's going to win. Um, I, I I Gaethje again. The fact that Gaethje absorbs more punishment than he dishes out. He absorbs more strikes than he than, than Yeah, he which is not the most advantageous method, but he's no, and he doesn't rely on his wrestling. The the guy the guy's a world class wrestler. He doesn't rely on his wrestling. He relies on striking. I I, I, I want Cerrone to win. I like Cerrone. I, I like the situation that he's in. I respect where he's been and what he's struggled to come through to get to where he is. And like you said, you know he's running that farm. He's taking care of his family. He is a grounded individual. His head's not in the clouds. He's a very practical individual. 
Spend the time with his son. Have a little fun. Do the job that we have to. And unfortunately, I think that's what's going to cost him this fight is because he's not focused as much on this fight as Gagey is. Well, let me add something else into it that actually plays into what you want. It, like, like it actually is is helping your argument with that. Is Gagey? It's not going against it. It's helping. It's helping. I didn't know. Gaethje is out and out said he wants to fight McGregor. He 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 wants to slap around McGregor because McGregor slapped around no man. Yeah. So Gaethje also has that. Where where Cerrone's just like ah, I don't give a shit. Put whoever you want in front of me. I'll fight whoever. Gaethje wants McGregor. So and, and, and again he's got the hunger. It's, it's yeah. So that might play into it as well because Gaethje has an, an issue with 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 McGregor. He wants that fight, if not for any other reason than try to slap around McGregor. And honestly, regardless of which one, you know, whether it's Cerrone or Gaethje wins, I'm really looking forward to seeing them go against McGregor right. because, hey, look, I was a huge McGregor fan, but at this point, somebody needs to kind of smack him back into reality. I want someone else smacked into reality for the Irving. Somebody needs to smack the Covington out of McGregor. Yeah. He's not as bad as Covington. Oh, I know. And it's I I yeah, he's not as bad as Covington. Alright, so that pretty much wraps it up. We are gonna be doing another one later this week, probably on Wednesday. We're gonna record it and then you'll hear it next Friday. Hey, hey stop dragging dragging on. We're missing fights. I know. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, real quick here before we do go, um, uh, this week was the eighteenth anniversary of the terrorist attacks that happened in New York on September eleventh, two thousand and one. As well as the attack on the Pentagon, um, this has uh, hit home to many people, including our staff here, specifically to Mark. And Mark, if you ever looked at the tattoos on his arm, that you know that. But yeah. Mark has not shared this with publicly until today. Yeah, um, if you know me well, then you know the story behind this. Uh, at the time, I was running a. Uh, a wireless company and we did business with a company called Wave Wireless uh, that was based in I believe it was Tower 2 I can't even remember which tower it was off the top of my head we've been going there like every six weeks uh, to New York City and we were actually supposed to go out there and, and make a fairly large purchase of equipment on the 11th we, we had a meeting we were supposed to fly out on the 10th um, or fly out on the 11th uh, rather um, and have the meeting. Um, no, the meeting was on the 11th. We were supposed to be there at that time because we were the first appointment in the morning. Uh, we were going to end up being there bright and early. Uh, they called, they pushed off the meeting for the 12th. And so our flight was pushed back and we were supposed to fly out on the 11th to New York City. Because from Buffalo to New York City, it, it, it wasn't very long. This was back when I was living up in Buffalo, New York. And uh, so on my way to work, at the time I was also working for IBM, and on the way to work, uh, I got a text message. Yes, back then, CNN still sent out news, news alerts via text message that uh, said that a, to that a plane had crashed into one of the towers. And if you've ever been in New York City, there's a lot of fog uh, all around. And I hadn't taken a look at New York City that morning. I, I just I hadn't looked at the weather or nothing like that. I had just gotten up and taken a shower and went to work. So I figured maybe one of the planes had clipped one of the uh, radio antennas on one of the towers. I didn't think much of it. It wasn't all that uncommon. That happened on occasion. And then uh, once I got into work, I turned on the TV in my office, and I 
went to go grab a coffee and sit down at my desk, and I look at the screen and I see all the smoke billowing out, and I'm like, ah, that's not good, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I mean, really, I mean that again. I didn't think of it like a terrorist attack right away. And then when the second one hit, it was like, okay, that's What's really not good. Um, and then at that point, I started making phone calls, hoping that I could reach some of the people in the office because with going out there as much as we were, we we, we developed friendships with them. I mean, you know, we would, when we went out there, we would go to their houses for dinner. I mean, it was it, it wasn't just a business relationship. And as it turns out, unfortunately, once those buildings collapsed, um, everybody in that office died, uh, which means if we, if our appointment wasn't pushed off to the next day, um, You'd have been myself, there. my business partner would have been dead. Uh, so for quite a long time, and even now, I don't like talking about it, I don't like thinking about it, but it is important that we do realize that we never forget this. Um, there was an interview with George Bush, and I know a lot of people don't like George Bush, but regardless of your feelings about him, he made a very good point. At some point, September 11th is going to become just another date on the calendar like Pearl Harbor is to many people. <clears throat> we can't let that happen. Um, because once we let that happen, it's going to happen again. So, please... Parents, because I doubt kids listen to this. Parents, teach your kids about 9-11. Teach them what, what, uh, about what happened. There were so many lives that were lost that day. Please don't make their lives be lost in vain. Um, you know, again, it's one of those things I don't typically talk about it, but I figured at this point, you know, let people know why it's such an important day. Well, like you said, the parents have to tell their kids because... It's been 18 years. There are children that have grown up hearing about it, but have absolutely no understanding of that incident. No, and the sad part about that is those kids, they grew up knowing one particular way of life, where we all grew up seeing what life was like before 9-11 and what life was like after 9-11. And the interesting thing is we had to call an emergency meeting with my, with, with, with my staff for my wireless company that night. And the first thing I did in our office that night, went in, I turned on the TV, and I stood up in front of everybody, you know, I, my IT staff, my executive staff, and I'm like, I want you to take a really good look at that TV. Take a good, hard look at that. Because you see that? That's telling us right now that life as we know it changes today. It's never going to be the same. And... I didn't realize how true those words were going to be, but now 18 years later, I don't think anybody can really dispute that. And I'm sure the same thing happened after December 7th, um, when you know after Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you've listened to my father enough times while he was still with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's been through both. And yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's one of those things that. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it's it's amusing to look back at how feisty, how unnerved he became when he saw that. Well, he probably had the same reaction. A, a friend of mine, Charlie, his father lived through both, much like your dad did. 
And they both were watching it that morning on TV. And his father said to him, he goes, son, that's your generation's Pearl Harbor. And your father probably had, whether he said it or not, at least inside, I'm sure he probably had the same reaction. Uh, well, he definitely had a similar reaction. Uh, I wasn't, I was actually at work when that, when all those reports came through and the young Doogie Hauser it looked like that we had, who was an IT genius, um, but he was, he looked like he was 12. Uh, he came out to make sure that he, we had one of the few radios was where I was, and he came bolting through, and he's like, what channel do you have it on? And he just basically took my radio and changed it. I'm like, I'm like Ed, what, what's, what's your deal? And he just, shut up. So as I'm listening to it, I'm listening to the reports, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, who? Shut up. And at that point, I knew damn well, just, he's listening for family. Yeah. And... I yeah, I was listening to uh, because this week being what it was, I watched reports, I, I watched videos and nine one one calls and recordings, and I honestly can't imagine having been on that plane, having been in that office, what your partnership people went through. I. I you know, I, I like the last moments of my life. I'd either like to go like my father, laying in his bed, go to sleep, never wake up. That's a great way. Or, you know, like I said, if I get to that age, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skydive. I'll just, you know, the chute won't open one day. I'll, I'll just bounce, and that'll be the end of me. I want it quick. Not necessarily, I want it painless, but I want there to be something that meaningful behind it. No, it's interesting. Survivors. If we lose the if, if we lose the memory and we lose the understanding of that day, the meaning of their their deaths goes away. It, yeah, and it's it's something that we all like because now I I mean I haven't taken a look at the textbook, but I assume in the textbook it's it's just taking up a couple paragraphs, and there's so much more to it than that. <laughs> so much more to it than that, and that's a travesty right there. There's a whole chapter in the book that can be written on that easy. Exactly. So, uh, okay, I want to end on a lighter note. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we're missing fights here because of that. We're missing fights. Five, uh, September 16, 17, 18, Three from Hell is coming out. And I'm so totally psyched for going to see that movie because it is the it, it, it is the third movie in the Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses series. I am totally fucking Satan! Okay, now we can have and I'm looking forward to October 12th. This fool's welcome to a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this starts on Monday. Jimmy, get us out of here. It's only three days. Good night, everybody. <laughs>